You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. It's the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, and today's episode title is How You or Your Spouse's Struggles Negatively Impact the Both of You, Including Rejection. I think oftentimes we have our own issues or struggles or things that we deal with personally, and we we often look at it and say, well, these are my issues that I got to deal with, um, and we don't recognize the huge impact that it has on our spouse or mm-hmm. vice versa when our spouse is dealing with a struggle or, or something, the impact that it can have on us. And we were talking about this the other day. We actually... Before we were getting on a podcast to do on depression and anxiety, which will be coming out shortly, um, it's amazing how many spouses were saying, well, when my spouse is dealing with depression, that makes me depressed. Because when they're depressed all the time and they withdraw and don't want anything to do with me and reject me, then I feel rejected and I get depressed because I feel like I'm not desired. I feel like I'm not wanted. And so that's kind of what prompted this podcast episode in talking about this is because there are so many things that um, can negatively impact the other spouse uh, when we think it's just really impacting us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's there's a lot of small things too, like we'll jump into them, but mood, mood swings, rejection, um, just different Differences in the ways that you grew up, trauma, like just so many little things that you're like, wow, I never realized that would impact me so much. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people get married and don't realize, like, I know that you went through this or that you go through this, but I had no idea it was going to hurt our marriage so much. Yeah, or you had these experiences when you were younger and you're exactly right. And then they get into marriage and they're like, oh my heck, this is just baggage that like... I had no clue. I almost can't deal with. I yeah. mean, we, we've seen this firsthand with so many people we know and people close to us that, you know, maybe there was abuse in the past or different things that happened and it gets carried on into the new relationship and, and just had no idea the impact it would have on both of them. And it's sad because you're like, these things that people listed, these struggles or issues that people are dealing with, your heart goes out to them. Like your heart totally goes out. You're like, I can't believe you've been through that. I can't believe you're dealing with that. Those are hard, hard things, right? And you want to just give them a big hug. But at the same time, you're like, your spouse is dealing with it too. Like it just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it just, yeah, it can be a real uh, spiral. Absolutely. So we we asked our audience in a poll, does you or your spouse's struggles negatively impact your relationship? I didn't know where this would go. I had no clue. 83% said yes. 17% said no. 83% of the couples that took our poll said that their struggles or spouse's struggles negatively impacting their relationship 
That is high. Mm -hmm. That is high. So then we asked, share examples, like what people were going through. And that's what we're going to jump into today, right? To kind of discuss some of these things that people are struggling with. Exactly. And how they impact the spouse. So we're not just focusing on the spouse. But but if you're going through something, it's definitely impacting your spouse. And it's impacting your entire marriage, which has a domino effect into your life and your kid's life. So, I mean, these are really important whether they're small or not, right? So we're going to jump in. And one of the first comments that we're going to talk about is a spouse that said rejection forbids of intimacy because of the quote typical reasons which to me that sounds like excuses i'm too tired i've had a <laughs> long day or rejection forbids of intimacy so he's bidding for feeling loved right like he probably is like just a typical husband that wants to be desired he gives these little bids like i just want you to touch me i just want to be intimate with you and there's constant rejection which is what we hear about all the freaking time <laughs> yeah so in this case you know if a spouse for whatever reason doesn't want to be intimate um and again we we don't need to get into all the reasons why but let's just if a spouse doesn't want to be intimate for whatever reason they often think that oh that's only impacting me right if i right. if i turn my spouse down then they'll they'll deal with it right what they don't realize is how much that negatively impacts their spouse so we we the majority of the time it's a wife rejecting the husband we recognize that isn't all the time but that's what we we'll refer to in this cuz that's yeah. that's who wrote this so if a wife continuously rejects a husband, a husband is then going to start withdrawing emotionally and feel like, and feel like I don't, I, she doesn't love me. She doesn't desire me. She's always rejecting me and he's going to withdraw. And that absolutely is going to impact his, the, the relationship and also impact how he's feeling. I mean, sexual rejections, uh, I mean, it's tough. Like there, for a man, I don't know that there's anything, um, that's, that's as big for a lot of men as being if they rejected have a high sexually. Drive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think when we talk about some of these things, I think we always have to come back to, I committed to my spouse. I committed to a loving, passionate marriage. No one committed to a roommate marriage or a man. Most men would not have done it. Right. Yeah. Like they wanted a passionate, loving relationship like women. So we have to look back and think, okay, if you're struggling and you're always rejecting, what is the deeper reason? Why are you doing that? Why, what barriers, and I know we already have podcast episodes, so go back, we're not gonna dive into this, but what barriers are keeping me from wanting to be intimate with my spouse? And sometimes that takes self soul searching. Like, why, why am I feeling like this? What can I do to fix this problem? It's not always your spouse's problem to fix yeah right exactly. it's not like the husband isn't being a good man or being faithful or any of those things like if if there's something that's keeping you from wanting that it might be personally needs to be fixed by you exactly it might not be something that your husband's not doing perfectly or not doing correctly or not doing enough of it might be something that you need to look into and get some help with and i know this is this is harsh but if you constantly keep rejecting your husband or wife or wife sexually, there's going to come a point where the 
And I don't know when that is, but there's no way your marriage is going to be sustained. Um, and if it is sustained, it's not passionate. Yeah. So it's probably not happy. And it might be sustained for you because you don't care about that one thing. But it's not okay for the other spouse <laughs> that's hurting. You don't want a hurting marriage. It's no fun. All right. Well, Anything uh, else? yeah. One more thing to add. And, and we get so many people that, that say, well, if you're promoting sexual intimacy when we're not in the mood, that's marital rape, right? No, we're there, not. There no, comes not. a point... Like sex is a big part of marriage. It's a big part of a relationship. Both spouses go into a relationship thinking that sex is going to be a big part of that relationship. That is how couples connect. If you are taking that away and removing that from the relationship, that's not fair. To, it's not fair. It's not fair to your spouse. And we're always talking about healthy boundaries Correct. and healthy we're not amounts of sex, right? We like, it's never okay to be like, I need it all the time or every day. It's always comes down to what's going to work for our marriage once a week, twice a week, more than that, less than that. Like there's no answer for that, but it's always about connecting sexually so that the sexual connection is emotional connection. There's so much deeper. That's what we're talking. We're talking about sexual intimacy, not sex. Correct. Big difference. The next one we want to get into is lack of self-confidence, which so many husbands and wives suffer from. I know we just talked about this in a very recent one, so we're not going to go too far into this one either. The lack of self-confidence or body issues is totally going to affect the other spouse. Yeah. Whether you're, whether you're a wife or your husband, if you're feeling a lack of self-confidence with your body, oh, I'm not pretty enough. Um, I'm not attractive enough. You're obviously going to withdraw and not want to be intimate, right? For sure. And just like we talked about, that comes back into the sexual rejection part. Um, we did just a couple episodes again, I think, was the naked game night ideas or something. I don't remember what it was titled. But we actually went into that episode about body confidence. So if you're struggling with that, I... I hope and challenge that you'll go back and listen to the Naked Game Night podcast because we did talk about how important it is to be confident in your skin, how your spouse probably doesn't even notice your flaws, how how meaning, how much they love to just see you, who you are, and for you to be intimate and to want that kind of connection. So I don't know. Body, if you're suffering with lack of self-confidence, my heart goes out to you. What can you do to get it back? What are you looking at that's making you feel like that? Is it coming from internet or social media? Is it coming? Good point. Do yeah. you, I mean, what are you looking at to make yourself give you, is your is your spouse making you feel like that? Can you talk to, about that? Can you fix that? It, I feel like most things can be solved. And, and maybe if it's really, really low and deep, like maybe a professional counselor can really help in this area. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, is, is and, and maybe you can start exercising or I mean whatever the confidence issue is right like I feel like we are bombarded with a lot of things in our faces like that make us not feel good enough or pretty enough or skinny enough or rich enough or famous like whatever it is I feel like we have a little more control of what we're looking at and why we're feeling that way yeah don't you agree yep so and that's absolutely going going to affect your spouse and that's not fair. So work together as a team and be like, how do we resolve this issue? How do I make you feel more confident? What do you want more compliments? Like what is your love language in this area? Like how can I be a better spouse 
because that's totally going to affect a marriage. Love it. Good. Next one. Um, a husband commented and said, her having to control everything. And this can go both ways. Yeah. You speechless? No, I, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of people we know or like kind of experiences we've had with this or things like that. I've heard I've heard from a lot of husbands that like my wife wants this done this way. I if I don't clean this certain way, if I don't fold the laundry a certain way, she gets upset at me. And like not that I haven't been there before. I'm totally guilty of this because I'm like I have some like when it comes to the dishwasher, Nick puts all the silverware up. And then I have to grab it when it's like stupid stuff like that. But I'm like, you know what? That is like those kind of things are so dumb. Like you can't ever expect your spouse to do stuff the way you do it. It's okay to be different. So if you're controlling enough where you expect expect your spouse to do something exactly the way you want it, freaking do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or talk to him about it, right? Or talk to him about it, right? Like there has yeah. to be some give and take in marriage. But we're all different. We all come from different backgrounds, experiences, things growing up. Like I have things that I have from growing up in my life that are different than what Amy has. We have different ways of doing things. It doesn't always mean something's right or something's wrong, but. um, If you're a controlling spouse, try to think about why you feel that way, why you feel like you have to have things a perfect way. I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's some internal trauma or something that you've been through that you can self maybe self-diagnose or maybe you need help so so let's talk about how that negatively impacts the other spouse right so if you're a spouse that um just everything has to be things have to be done a certain way has to be perfect whatever you're gonna stop doing stuff right yeah like how would that affect the other spouse well if you were like you didn't do that right or i don't like the way you do this or like be like okay you do it okay i'm done like i'm literally done helping you like i'm out check you, you do it yourself then, right? And that's going to cause this, well, now you don't want to help me. What, you're just going to like sin watch me? Contention right there, right? Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. So we have to be careful, like our tone of voice, the way we talk about these things. Like, let's have a conversation. This would be a healthy way to do it. It really bothers you, bothers me the way you wipe down the counter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had this conversation because yeah. he uses a paper towel and it doesn't even clean anything. He doesn't even put water on it half the time. I'm like, and sometimes I'm like, I just watch and I start laughing now. <laughs> but but if I was to like go to Nick and be like, that is, that is literally so dumb. Why are you doing that? He's going to be like, dumb. I'm, I'm never going to do that again then. Wipe your own dang counter, right? Yeah, you don't like the way I do it? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm laughing because I'm like, I think we've no, done we, that. We have, about... Of course we have. We're human. We, <laughs> we've done these things as well too. But the point is, is talk about it and understand... You know, why is my way wrong or why is it right? Why is yours right? Like, at least have that conversation, right? So you can figure out where you're coming from. So maybe he's going to come to me like, this is the way my mom taught me to do it. I I don't like, he told me one day, he's like, I don't like touching dirty wash rags in the sink. I'm not going to pick that up in my hand. I want a paper towel. Exactly. Oh, that makes sense. I'm like, I get that. I get that. Maybe we could buy some Lysol wipes or something. Like, there's solutions to stuff, right? Yep, exactly. Or maybe... I, I don't care how stuff is folded. I'm I'm appreciative that Nick would even fold the laundry. Like I'm like, great, that's that's great. I don't, I don't care. But some people, if they're OCD or something, like just I don't know, find that common ground where it's like, you know, you do it your way when it's your turn. I'll do it my way. Try and become a team. Mm-hmm. It's all about becoming a team. I'm jumping on trauma. 
Oh wow! This is so. <laughs> so this is this is huge. Um, you see a lot of experiences where people, and sometimes even second marriages or what have you, where they've ex- and first marriages, but they've experienced trauma in the past, and I think a spouse feels like, oh, you know, that's not going to be a huge deal in our marriage, and then they get married, and it's a massive deal. For like, sure. Like they, the other spouse is like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to handle this, right? Mm-hmm. We often think that, again, going back to it, that personal things that have happened to either us or our spouse previously are just going to be issues that they have to deal with and that are really not going to impact us much. But that is not the case. That is especially not the case. With, especially with this. I don't want to get into trauma. Um, I really think if you've got serious trauma, please go meet with a marriage expert or just a counselor in general, someone that's really good, someone that you can trust that's been referred to you that really wants to help you. We have our thoughts about counselors. There's really good ones. There's really crappy the ones. There's one that want money from you. And there's some that genuinely want to help you to, to really help you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I, I just be super picky, but like, when I- and I, you're, you're right. And I think the biggest point, the big point we're trying to make in this podcast is be, if you're dealing with something, if you're dealing with past trauma or you're dealing with depression or whatever, realize that it does not just impact you, that it's also impacting your spouse. Sure. It's impacting your relationship. And the point we want to really hit home is that you've got to deal with these things together. And if you're dealing with something in your marriage, like I said, depression or anxiety or something in the past, like you owe it to your spouse to deal with that instead of just Mm -hmm. pushing it under the rug or blaming your spouse that they just need to put up with it or, you know, Be be more patient and understanding, which they should be patient and understanding, but you owe it to yourself And to your spouse, regardless of what this is, if it's having an impact on your marriage, you owe it to yourself and to your spouse to figure out what's going on and get the help that you need. And I think that's part of commitment. Uh, I think commitment means like doing things personally to help the marriage. If it's impacting them, right? Yep. The next one comment we got was in-law family struggles impacting our relationship. We see that a lot. Not personally, thank goodness. We see we say that often. We see it often too, where one spouse will side with the with the with their family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like because it's family, and they don't want to hurt their feelings, or they don't want to have issues there. But then the detrimental impact it has with their spouse. When you left your parents to cleave to your spouse, that means leaving your family. To cleave to your spouse. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, right? Exactly. So that means that you are now wife, partner, best friends, teammates with your spouse. Not your extended family. Bye-bye. Yeah. It's time to cut those strings, right? So what that means is when you go to a family event and something makes your spouse feel bad or left out or disrespected, it's your time to stand up and side with your spouse. I am a firm believer of that. Yeah, I agree. Right? Agree 100%. So absolutely that's going to impact your spouse. Like 100%. Uh, 
You got to be a team. I don't know what else to say on that one. Um, one guy said, no flirting, no kissing, no touching. Um, the whole, I guess the whole love language thing is never reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to point out that our love language languages are usually different. And like you always say, I'm not going to understand what you're saying if you're speaking in your own love language. I need you to speak my love language and vice versa. And it's sometimes tough because if my love language is physical touch, then a lot of times we assume that that's what her love language is because that's what we understand, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so important to recognize that just because my love language is physical touch, that's not how I should give Amy love. I need to understand or interpret her love language. And you can still give that kind of love. It's just that... That's not meaning the same thing that it is mm-hmm. to them, right? Exactly, yeah. So I can't speak Spanish to Nick, and he can't speak spi- uh, Chinese to me. We're not going to understand each other. I know that's kind of a bad example. But... It's a great example. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, um, a great goal for 2024 is to retake the love quiz on the app or online, or you can get the in-depth one online and just... I mean, they change all the time. So the best thing you can do for your marriage is learn what they are and really learn how to speak that to them. Yep. Um, let's see. Lack of respect in marriage. Do you have anything to say to that? Oh, I, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I. That is one that need, you need to self-dive in again and figure out why do I feel like this? What has been done in the marriage to make me have lost respect? Or why do I feel like I don't have... Like, that's a conversation that needs to be had, right? That's absolutely... Sure. If you don't respect your spouse, they're going to feel that. They're going to know that real quick. It's the way you talk to them, the way you treat them, the way you serve them. Once respect is gone, those things all change. Yeah. So there could be... Obviously, we... We could spend hours and hours talking about all the different things. There could be literally hundreds and hundreds of things that a spouse struggles with that really negatively impacts the other spouse. But, you know, getting at it again, if you're a spouse that has or struggles with certain things, instead of assuming that your spouse just needs to deal with it or they need to change or do things a certain way or what have you, really look deep inside and say, okay, are my struggles really, are they having a negative impact on our, our relationship? And if so, what can I do to help minimize this? Or what can I do to, to figure out um, how to address these struggles so that we can have a better relationship and, you know, and vice versa? Absolutely. Good communication, right? Yeah. Always comes down to that. Always comes down to the communication. And self-reflection. I think a lot of the times we just try to point fingers at our spouse. You're oh, we doing do that this, all the You're time. not doing this good enough, or you don't do it the way I like it, or blah, 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 blah. Like so many times, if we could just turn that finger around and point at ourselves, we could fix a lot of problems in our marriages. Well, and think of all the problems that could be fixed that maybe aren't fixed if you simply did that and you turned inside and said, maybe maybe I'm the issue that I we need to address things inwardly, right? Right. And it would be amazing to probably see how much your marriage would improve and the relationship would improve overall if we, instead of pointing the finger at our spouse, if we turned inwardly and said, what things can I address? What things can I fix inwardly? That would be a game changer, I think. That would be a game changer for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But that takes a lot of humility. It does. Which is why we're married is to teach us humility, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) 
hopefully these things we've discussed today can have a have a good impact on your relationship give you something to think about and if you're struggling with things in your marriage maybe look at um what's going on and why it's affecting both of you negatively and then like i said uh, turn inwardly and maybe address some of the things that that you need to address love it so um like always, we really appreciate listening to the podcast. Um, we hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to email us, uh, message us and let us know if there's something we haven't talked about that mm. you want us to talk about. We would love a review if you have time. Absolutely. Please, please leave us a review. Um, we'd love one. So um, again, we hope all of you uh, have a wonderful start to the 2024 And we look forward to continuing the podcast and sharing this information with you. And so until next time, we hope each one of you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.